Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Health and Safety Conversations. Here's your host, Tom Bourne. Hi, and welcome to Health and Safety Conversations. I'm your host, Tom Bourne, and with me today is Seb Bullenworth. I've known Seb for a number of years. Uh, Seb, can you start off by telling the listeners a little bit about yourself, your journey in safety, and what you're currently up to? Thank you, Tom, for having me in the show um, for starters. Um, we've worked long years um, with the um, National Safety Council together, um, training across the board in Queensland organisations for health and safety together. Right. But prior to that, um, I was working as a health and safety officer um, for a big non-profit organisation um, in Sydney, um, where I was basically responsible for from three different factories where we did packaging, um, we did um, sewing, um, we did pharmaceutical packaging as well. So different um, industries um, in the factories, I actually services I worked in the factories as well. Um, prior to that, I basically worked as a training and development officer. So that's how I basically had started my career. Excellent, excellent. And what are you up to these days? Um, these days, oh my goodness, it's a big journey. For so <laughs> last three years since we both left, um, the same organisation, mm -hmm. uh, I started to um, train businesses across Australia for mental health first aid training. But at the same time, I started to train organisations for calm suicide prevention training. Okay. Um, because I basically recognise that there is a space in there that within the organisations, we can actually improve the um, psychological health. Mm -hmm. And we're far more losing too many people for mental health um, problems. So basically, I ordered as myself a mission and started to train businesses across the board. Excellent, excellent. Oh, suicide prevention—that's a—that's a—that's a big one, Seb. Can you tell me any bit, any more about how you actually go about teaching people? I don't know to pick up the signs and and symptoms so that I don't know we don't lose as many people to suicide. 
Absolutely. Now, um, one of the main things that we need to remember is uh, with suicide, if you look at it, the worldwide statistics, every 40 seconds, one person dies by suicide across the board around the world. Every 40 seconds. That's huge. It's huge. Like um, we can just do a demonstration like how I counted to four, one person actually died by suicide. Yeah. Um, in terms of if you look at it to Australia, um, if you want to know the statistics, um, within the 2021, we lost around 3,144 people for suicide. Mm -hmm. In the um, previous years, it was more male dominant, the suicides, mm -hmm. but now with the new statistics, the suicide rates for females have started to increase as well. And mm -hmm. suicide became the 15th leading cause of death in Australia. And, and literally nine people dies by suicide every day in Australia. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's such a waste and it's such a tragedy. And I'm guessing it, it's not just a tragedy for the people who, who see no way out and leave us, but it's for the families and friends who have to pick up the pieces afterwards that it's also particularly hard. Absolutely. So suicide just doesn't impact the, um, the person. It impacts their family their friends and um, family friends, um, their workplaces actually get impacted as well. So, and it, it, and it is very emotional for everyone. Mm. Somewhere I read, um, what it said is, um, as one of my idols, Michael Hempstead said, um, when aviation industry, look at this, um, aviation industry had the plane crashes happening in 2015, mm -hmm. they basically look at it across the world and said, why this in aviation industries, these planes are crashing and we're losing hundreds of people for it. So what they've done it is they put a team together across the world from engineers to the pilots, to the um, designers, to the governments and put a team together and systematically work towards to preventing um, airplane crashes and losing lives for it. So Michael Hamseed in one of his books, he basically said, literally said, suicide is a systematic issue as well. And we need to look at it as a systematic issue. In the past, we didn't say it's the pilot's problem and let it go. It is actually everyone's problem. And suicide is everyone's problem. And we need to um, deal with it as a society rather than individual people. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, it certainly yeah. does. <laughs> but, uh, so suicide prevention training. I've got to ask you, who, who's, who, who are your clients? Are they mainly corporate clients or are they uh, small businesses or are they individuals? Um, I, I work in the health and safety space so and that's my niche market. So I literally work with the organisations mm -hmm. um, and it doesn't matter which sector as well um, because when you look at the nine people died by suicide, this come out from any spectrum of community um, and when you look at the population how many people works in Australia then it can make sense as well um, so I work with the um, trainers mm -hmm. uh, to work with the mining sites to yeah. um, airports as well like I just trained um, Townsville Airport um, for mental health first aid yesterday just came back home okay. um, so my clients are anywhere any across the board in any sector in Australia Excellent, excellent. All right, moving, moving on to mental health first aid. Look, uh, it's something I've always believed is a value, but I've never got around to doing it. Can you tell the listeners what it's all about? 
Absolutely. So mental health first aid is like the physical first aid. So with physical first aid, if we have an injury, we actually um, give them initial support and um, provide them help um, at that moment. And from that, um, basically, we're ongoing checking in with the person as how they are and how's their injuries. If somebody had a heart attack, we basically follow our doctor as ABCD and apply um, that physical first aid based on the guidelines, call an ambulance and an ambulance can, comes in and our professional and basically our support actually finishes. Mm -hmm. So mental health first aid is, it's like the physical first aid, initial support provided to a person. Um, the person might be experiencing a mental health problem or their existing mental health problem might be worsening for them or they might be in a crisis situation. So what we do is we give them that support till that crisis situation is resolved or the person actually receives professional help. So we basically stay with them. What we don't do in mental health first aid is fix issues because it's a typical human behavior. We want to fix things. Mm -hmm. Someone comes to you and says, I'm separated from my um, wife. The first fixing thing is, oh, don't worry, there's plenty of fish out there. <laughs> you see, we try to go in that to fix an issue, is a human behavior. But with the mental health first aid, we don't fix things. We are just a helping hand to give them a support so that they can actually get the help that they need from the professionals. Yeah, yeah. Um, the first time I kind of heard about mental health first aid I think it was around about 2015 2016 um, has it been around for a while or was it still fairly new no 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 it's been a while so it's basically mental health first aid Australia um, started the program um, around 2000s okay. so they looked at it, uh, Anthony Jordan and Bethany Kitchener looked at it as while we have physical first aid, but why we don't have mental health first aid. So based on that, the program actually started with a massive amount of research, um, not just looking at the theories of other people, you know, um, what the professional says, but actually they went to the consumers. So what that means is people who are experiencing mental health problems, um, carers, support groups, uh, mental health nurses, um, counsellors, and ask them if someone is experiencing a mental health problem, how would like they would like to be supported? If you're experiencing, how you would like to be supported? And they actually develop this program. Excellent. All right. Um, hmm. I was just thinking. I was thinking. Um, Work Health and Safety Act last year-ish became updated, the Model Health and Safety Act became updated uh, Updated with uh, more emphasis on psychosocial uh, protections in the workplace. Um, yeah. For employers, would having mental health first aiders employed in their organisation help them meet Meet, meet, meet the demands of providing a safer, um, safer mentally healthy workplace for their workers. Okay, so the legislation, um, so in Queensland, for example, the legislation just basically updated with it um, last two weeks ago, literally, in mm. terms of psycho, psychological health. Yep. Now, when, when you look at the legislation, it just says the workplaces are um, required to manage the risk. 
So, mm-hmm. and they need to eliminate the risk. If they can't eliminate it, they need to risk, reduce the risk of harm. Um, that psychological health covers the um, workplace sexual harassment, the bullying and harassment, mm-hmm. um, fatigue um, goes in there, and mental health basically comes in there as well. Now, when you look at it, when you look at the hierarchy of controls, first aid is, is a control. Mm. Yeah, training people to recognize the signs of mental health and then uh, mental health problems of people who are struggling and giving them a supporting hand and then encouraging them to get help is a control. In terms of legislation, it doesn't say that you need to have mental health first aiders. Mm-hmm. Could it be argued that by providing staff with that training would actually help prove that they are providing that uh, mentally healthy uh, and safe workplace? Absolutely, Tom. Very interesting part for it as well. Um, A lot of people don't know how to start. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. That conversation with someone. I was training um, somewhere and I was doing a fatigue management training a couple of years ago in a mining site. Mm -hmm. And they had a major incident happen on site. So the site was locked down for three days. So the investigation was what the outcome was. The person who came to work that day was fatigued. But why they were fatigued was not just because overworked or not sleep well. It's because they were having their own struggles with the mental health. Mm-hmm. And the supervisor on the shift didn't recognize that. So he didn't, even if you recognize it, he didn't actually know how to start that conversation. Mm. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, oh, I think you've got your work cut out for you in the FIFO industry between suicide prevention and mental health strategies. I can tell you now. Um, all right. Uh Mental health, mental health and psychosocial health, it's become in the last probably two years the buzz phrases in health and safety. We've we've gone away from thinking about the dramatic uh, physical injuries like people losing, losing an arm and a leg or being flattened yeah. as a mining truck runs over it. And we're starting to actually you know, see mental health as being equally as important, which is reflected with the legislation. Yeah. The figures around Australians suffering mental health episodes or crises or whatever you want to call it, have they yeah. been stable for a while or is there, is there, has it been a significant increase in the last few years? 
Okay, mental health was always there, Tom. Um, so we, if you go back to history, World War One, World War Two, um, Korean War, Vietnam War, mental health was always there. It's just a, something I think we grow up with the older generations. We grow up as you never talk about your mental health problems with anyone. It is a sign of a weakness. Mm. So that's why we actually never talked about it, right? Um, but it was always there. So if you look at the statistics in Australian community, in 2007, Australian government basically conducted a national survey and they basically went into the people and asked them, are you experiencing mental health problem? Um, what, you know, have, do you receive help? Um, what type of mental health problems you're experiencing? So they asked this question. So out of that survey in 2007, what they said it is one in five, Australians experiencing a mental health problem um, aged between 16 and 85 in any mm. one year. And wow. one in four is experiencing um, multiple mental health problems, right? Yeah. The thing is, after 2007, there hasn't been any survey conducted. So they scheduled one budget cuts, they scheduled another one budget cuts, but then the last one was to schedule for the COVID time. So we actually don't have um, new data that can tell us one in five or one in three or one in two. We don't know. But based on that statistics, we can actually say that is one in two um, person who is experiencing a mental health problem, they're not seeking professional help. Mm, yeah, true. Um, do you find this This is something I've, I've thought, but I don't have enough knowledge to make a real judgment call, which is why I'm asking you. Do you yeah. find that uh, it might be more men who are reluctant to come forth and uh, admit they're struggling than uh, perhaps uh, females? Probably both, both side of the aisles as well, but then it becomes generational thing as well. Mm, mm. Um, so, you know, older generation raised with their generation, they're saying it's a sign of weakness. They actually yeah. don't express. Yeah, yeah, that's my generation, Seb. Thanks. My generation too. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I know what you mean. You never. It's it's. It's, a, it's like a dog or a lizard that you never expose your soft underbelly because you, you know that someone's going to have a crack. That's the, that's the thoughts that we've yeah. been raised with. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, previously, at another place where I worked uh, not so long ago, I, I was trained as this uh, support officer, and it used to be called a grievance officer. Uh, we yeah. get basically given some minor training. Is that fundamentally the same as a um, as a trained mental health first aider? Uh, we we um, with the mental health first aiders, we're not counsellors. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we're not professionals that who can actually give that um, support to people as a counselling and advice wise. So think about it this way. If you um, go to physical first aid training, do they teach you how to do open heart surgery? No. And do you I'm a heart surgeon. No, absolutely no. Thank God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so mental health person is exactly the same. So people who finishes the course, they don't become a psychologist or a counselor. Mm -hmm. They just become someone who can listen to them, listen to a person who is going through major struggles within their life. Yeah, yeah. All right. If I wanted to enroll in mental health first aid training, how long does it take to complete? 
Okay, so mental health first aid training is a two days training. It's a face to face um, training, mm -hmm. but we do have online blended trainings as well. Um, but you know, I always recommend the organizations to do it as a two days training, even though time is limited, mm -hmm. because within two days you actually can do the activities in the classroom and can ask more questions to the trainer as well yeah. um so it's a two days but what we do it is it's a six hours training and comes around one hour and plus um break hours i'm very and i'm a very strict trainer so i finish my trainings around seven seven and a half hours yeah. <laughs> yeah, a yeah. day <laughs> that's all right oh, that's all right yeah. I remember you as a trainer. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. All right. Oh, no. Something a bit more serious. Okay. We know the Act has been amended oh. and greater emphasis on psychosocial hazards. We know the regulations. Section 42 of the WHS regulations requires businesses to have things like first aid kits on site or at least access to facilities for the provision of first aid. It also tells you the numbers and the equations and the quotas of yep. how many first aiders per how many staff and more if you're in a high risk uh, workplace. If we are considering psychosocial hazards and mental health, mentally healthy workplaces, should that be amended to also have ratios of staff who have been trained with mental health first aid? It will, it will be a great thing, isn't it? Um, so it will be similar, like very similar with the physical first aid, um, but we need to sell that to the businesses, I suppose, as, and, and the um, government to do, um, make amendments on the legislation. Unfortunately, um, it, it will be great to have it, um, but they don't. But if you have more um, mental first aiders in the workplace, you're actually benefit, benefiting it more. So let me give you some statistics. Well, what am I talking about? Mm -hmm. In Australian businesses, it costs about $11 billion. Um, psychological health, mental illnesses at work, cost $11 billion a year. And it basically includes the sick leaves. It includes um, compensation claims. Um, it includes people not coming back to, you know, coming back to work for a long times as well, because it can take up, up to six months to bring back someone with a psychosocial hazard to bring back to work as well. Um, so, um, and then it also includes the productivity because it impacts the productivity of the workers. If the productivity impacted, your relationship with the people that you work with is impacted, but the customer relations gets impacted as well. So then that means the bottom line, your product is impacted as a business. Mm. Yeah, 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 I can see all that. I also know that uh, according to Safe Work Australia statistics that uh, someone going off on a uh, psychological injury is costs businesses more than a physical injury on average and they're also off work for longer than if you uh, sustain a physical injury. So there's all lots of good reasons why uh, anything that can help manage and control those risks in the workplace uh, is done okay seb you're based in the brisbane area i still think you are based in brisbane still i am still in brisbane excellent so excellent <laughs> all right if my business is not in brisbane can you still help me or not Absolutely, absolutely. I travel across the board everywhere. I was actually in Perth a couple of weeks ago 
um, tra tra training on a, one major construction company in there in Perth. Um, so I actually go everywhere, anywhere in Australia. All right. And yep. uh, the magic thing is someone wants to contact you and organise some training, how would they go about doing that? They can come to my website to, um, and have a look at it. Um, so it's WHSN Training Compliance, um, basically.com.au, okay. or they can just go to Google, um, type my name in there, just say number and word, and my business straight away comes back there as well. Or um, they can just send me an email, or they can call me. So my number is, if, if anybody is interested, 754 um, 992406 so people can actually call me um, once they call me basically I prepare a proposal for them as um, as to how much it's going to cost how, you know information about what I'm going to deliver how I'm going to deliver and come to an agreement and from there we basically travel excellent excellent all right Seb uh, well that's been a great discussion we might leave it there um, it's been absolute pleasure as always speaking to you and it's been great to have you on the pod um thanks for your time and i look forward to speaking to you again soon excellent thank you tom thank you for having me in your show thank you no worries thanks for listening to health and safety conversations with tom Bourne. until next time stay safe and enjoy the rest of your week